Ladies, ladies, you don't have to wait for someone else to show enthusiasm for you. You can do that for yourself. We can do that together. Welcome to the Cup of Glow podcast. I'm your host, Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva, and I have the t-shirt to prove it. The Cup of Glow podcast seeks to entertain, inform, and inspire you through serial stories and discussions prompting you, the milestone diva in our midst, to own your power. What is your dream home in retirement? Is it a villa in Italy, a cottage on the beach, a cabin in the woods? Our guest this evening and her husband have blended their love for travel, adventure, and making friends by living in a house on wheels. Jerry Jean Haywood has been married to her retired Air Force husband, Scooter, for nine years. They have lived full-time in their RV for about five of those years with their dog, Carly. Jerry Jean and Scooter began their RV life in Cooper City, Florida, and made their way as far west as Palm Springs, California, and most recently as far south as Key West, Florida. Jerry Jean loves water, beaches, and wildlife, especially in Florida. She enjoys country music and live bands. Jerry Jean and Scooter ride motorcycles, scuba dive, and enjoy the outdoors. She loves cocktails with friends and helping dogs learn to be happy and well-behaved. Between the two of them, she and her husband have four grown daughters, and seven grandchildren who are their pride and joy. Welcome, Jerry Jean. I'm so, Thank you. I'm so happy to have a bona fide adventurer on the Cup of Glow podcast. <laughs> Thank you. So many people believe that the American dream is to own a home in suburbia, with the picket fence and lawn to maintain. But you and Scooter have chosen the fun and flexibility of RV living. Why did you choose to live in an RV? Well, um, before we bought the RV, my husband, although he had retired, had a job in South Florida um, that was working him almost seven days a week. And he was making quite good money, but um, I told him that the dogs and I were really enjoying, enjoying the house with the pool that we were living in, but we never got to say, see him. So we started investigating, you know, what we could live on being in an RV instead of having to pay rent in a house or buy a house. We were renting because we didn't know how long we would be there at that point. Um, and we decided the RV would be the better way to go. So while he was working, we bought the RV. Um, we set it up not very far from our house. And we were, when our lease was up, we had gotten rid of all of our furniture. Uh, we basically had people come in and just auction off everything except what fit in the RV. And that's how it started. And he, at that point, he was still working. 
but we lived in an RV close to where our house was. Was it really hard to downsize and let things go to be auctioned off? The hard part was you don't want to look at the money because <laughs> you know what you spent on it and um, they don't get much for it. So that was probably the hard part, but it wasn't hard to downsize for me. I was tired of cleaning a big house. I didn't want to do it anymore. And we liked the outside. So since we spent most of the time outside, even in our house, um, we thought that would be a better bet. So no, getting rid of stuff was easy. What's the biggest surprise you've had converting from a traditional house to a house on wheels? Uh, maintenance. And when you're driving a house on wheels, it's constantly like an earthquake, basically. it um, Everything shakes, rattles, and rolls. Screws come out. Sometimes we'll find a screw on the floor, have no clue where it came from. Um, I, when I remodeled, we had to learn you can't make things tight like you do in a house because something will squeak. And squeaking going down the road is not fun. Uh, <laughs> so there's that's probably the main thing is the maintenance and learning the maintenance. Wow. What do you like the most about RV living? If we don't like where we are, we can go. If there's an emergency somewhere else, we can go. Um, and we always have everything with us. I mean, we've stopped at his relatives in Texas and we used to stop there on the motorcycle when we just traveled this time we had our whole house and he's like, did we bring our suits? Oh yeah, we have the whole house this time, <laughs> you know? So it's just, you have everything with you. You don't have to count on someone else. I don't have to worry about where Carly is, the dog. And I don't know, it's just easy. For me, it's easy. What are the, now go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, there's a lot of people that go to, into our being with a different expectation um, it's not camping because camping, you know, you're going to go home for the, when the weekend's over and you just take what you need and you cook everything outside. But when you full-time RV, you're actually living. So you have daily things that you do. You're not just on vacation all the time. Now, when we first got in the RV, it felt like we were on vacation all the time, but you can't be on vacation all the time. You have to actually just be living your life and do other things. That would probably be me thinking that I'm camping and on vacation all the time, although I've never camped. So really, it's only it would only be my imagination. Right. <laughs> well, in an RV, like we live in a 40-foot RV, so it's not, it's very spacious compared to camping in a tent. Um, so it, we are comfortable in it. We have room, like right now, we have friends in, so we, bar I borrowed a blow-up bed because I did get rid of our blow-up beds um, and set it up, and we rearranged the coach so we have room for them. And they're just going to be here a night or two, and then we can rearrange and have our house back. Do you get many visitors that would stay overnight in the, in the RV with you? We did a lot when we lived in Key West. We were there two and a half years, and um, people would come down and stay with us. Um, when we we belong to a Vietnam All-Vet reunion that we go to every year, and sometimes we have people stay with us at that point also. But 
it's it's not like often, not like weekly or anything. Just family might show up, friends show up. They don't just normally just show up. They let us know they're coming. But well, that's good. Surprise yeah. guests are even a problem sometimes. No matter how much you love them, even in a two story mini mansion. Yeah, my friend tried to surprise me because she didn't want me to go to a lot of trouble. I said, don't you ever do that again. I want to be ready for you. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you've had so many wonderful travel experiences across the country. Which state was the most fun? Oh, I, I don't think I can say which was the most fun. We loved Key West best because that we love the ocean. We love the water down there. It's clear most of the time. Um, we both got into scuba diving. Um, probably we've talked about if we got out of an RV, we would probably head that direction. We we liked it a lot. Now. We traveled across the country, though, so the great thing about that was being able to see family. I miss them. Key West was so far away, it's hard to see family. It's a long, long time to see family from Key West. So whether you're flying or whether you're driving, it's a long, long way. So I'm. each place had, had something different. Uh, we camped near... What is the name of that dam? Um, it's a big, I can't think of the name of the dam. Hooper Dam. We camped near there. And that was really fun. We had, we even had visitors come out and we got to take them around the Hoover Dam also. Um, I camped at my brother's in Las Vegas. He had room for me there. That was a lot of fun. We had a great time. We were there a month or so. And that's when we went to California to my aunt's and we had a family reunion there. All right. Well, when you were in Vegas, did you gamble along the strip and win a bunch of money? Uh, No, we're not gamblers. (laughs) (laughs) Scooter says that if he goes to an ATM, he'll lose money. It's like, you know, he he doesn't gamble. I don't gamble. Um, We just aren't gamblers. No, we we had more fun. My um, brother likes to four-wheel. We did go out at Halloween and out in the middle of nowhere and boondocked. Boondocking is you don't have power, you don't have water, you're self-sustained. So you have to use everything you have with you and not run out as well. So that was fun to do. Um, I like full hookups better. I like having electricity. I like being able to use my washer and dryer all the time. I do have a washer dryer in here. That was my big number one rule. Yes, I will have a washer and dryer when we full-time RV. Um well, how do you make how do you make that work? Are there like special hookups at the place where you would park the RV so that you can run the washer and dryer, or is there some kind of like reservoir for water within the RV itself? How does that work for a washer and dryer? When we have full hookups, um, we hook up to a hose. Basically, there's a water hookup. There's a post that has electricity, water, and then a separate area that is actually a dump area. So. He, he has to, Scooter's the outside guy. He takes care of hooking us all up outside. And when I wash, it uses quite a bit of water. So we leave the drain for our gray water is water that's not toilet water. So we leave the drain open for the gray water and the water can just go out. And I wash dishes. I do everything. Now, if I boondock where I'm not hooked up, we fill our tank. And that uses a lot of water and we would run out probably. So a lot of times we don't do laundry. 
while we're boondocking, we go to a laundromat. Um, not my favorite thing to do, but necessary sometimes. <laughs> so um, it just depends on where we are. In Key West, in the winter, we had to boondock a lot. So we had to change the way we did things in the summer, um, which is our was our original plan before COVID was to go back down there every summer and we had would have full hookups. But with COVID, the base closed where we were going to park. So didn't get to go this summer. Doesn't look good for this summer, summer coming up either. Oh, no. No, they, they're closed right now through the end of April. So I'm pretty sure they're going to make it all the way through summer before they open up again. True. And then there's hurricane season. You'd have to evacuate. But you would evacuate <laughs> with your house. <laughs> yeah, that's. We definitely, that was wonderful. Like we did have a big hurricane one time and we grabbed everything and um, took off for Mississippi is where we ended up because the hurricane wasn't going that way. And it was great to have everything with us. Um, We just left. (laughs) We didn't have to deal with it. (laughs) When I think about living in an RV full time, I think fun, freedom and flexibility. But, as we know, everything isn't always perfect. So what are some of the downsides of full-time RV living? Well, for us, the campgrounds closed when COVID started, so that was a big deal. Um, We had nowhere to park. Uh, We have friends, though. Luckily, we have several friends that have land or they had actually hookups at one of our friends' house, and we were able to stay there until some of the campgrounds opened up. Um, when we came up, we were originally came from Key West and we're headed back down when COVID hit. And so we had no plan to do anything else, but just camp up here in Melbourne, Florida until, um, we were ready to go back to the Keys in the summer. And that went downhill real fast. <laughs> Did not happen. So I guess you are subject to, other campgrounds. Um, in the winter, it's hard to get a campground in Florida because um, there's a lot of snowbirds here. This year it was easier because a lot of them didn't come down from Canada, didn't come from some of the northern states. So we were able to find canceled reservations. Um, so we in the in the winter, staying in Florida is hard. Uh, but that's we camp hosted. Like we camp hosted at a state park. When we couldn't get in anywhere else and we had a free site and we just worked for them. That was nice. Um, You said camp hosting. So what's involved with camp hosting? It depends. When we were in Key West and I camp hosted, all I did was get people to their site, um, basically manage people. People would complain. You know, they had they were there for three months. So you end up having neighbor problems, that kind of thing. So you just help people be happy. Um, and then this state park where we worked, we had no interaction with people at all. All we did was clean the bathrooms and there weren't that many people there. So it really wasn't hard. It was just hot. I mean, it was, it was in the summer, so it was just a hot, hot job, but it was an easy job because it was barely used. There were very few people camping out there. Wow. And it was nice, a big shaded area. So Carly thought she had a giant backyard. I mean, it was really nice there. <laughs> well, so we just have to, have to be flexible. 
we have to know that if it's not going to work where we are, what's our next step? And things change all the time. Um, we thought we had a plan. We thought every summer we were going to go back down to Key West. Well, that plan's gone. So we made another plan. You know, it just it just changes. Well, you're very adaptable and a very chill person. So if there's anybody in the world I know who could pull this off and be happy about it, it is you. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> well, I'm so, I'm changing the subject a little bit. Okay. It could be hard for so many women over 50 to let go of their adult children. How do you and your husband, Scooter, manage to balance your lives with four grown daughters and seven grandchildren and have your own fun-filled adventures? That's a mouthful. (laughs) Yeah. um, Well, we used to be really involved with motorcycles and motorcycles as a group. A lot. So by that, we would go to a lot of different places and be able to stop by and see the kids. Um, we had different reasons for traveling. We had to fix a refrigerator and we got to see the kids. I miss them. Like, I really miss our grandchildren. I miss not getting to spend like every week with them. But um, we use Kids Messenger. My oldest, that is seven, he has his own Kids Messenger on his mom's tablet. He doesn't have total control or anything, but um, he calls me like once a day and we talk. Um, I think technology has made it easy to be far away and stay close. Um, For me, it's helped me a lot. And it's helped even when the kids were in Japan. I mean, obviously I couldn't go see them there. And we talked a lot. (laughs) So we stay close. Um, Scooter and his kids maybe aren't as close as a mom and her daughters are, but it's just, that's a mom thing. Moms keep track of their kids. They try to keep them happy all the time. Yes. I have one that refuses to launch, but (laughs) (laughs) yes, (laughs) moms are closer. I'm working on, I'm working on the go talk to your dad thing more, but We'll get yeah, I noticed that boys have a harder time with that than girls. Girls, at least in my case, the girls all launched. <laughs> <laughs> you may be right, because mine are all boys. Right. And I have friends with boys struggling with the same thing. <laughs> okay. You know, I learned something else today. I didn't know there was something called Kids Messenger. So I have... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have a great-granddaughter, so I may have to look into that and see what we can do. Yeah, and that way they can put the parents can put controls on it, and they can't, like, call everybody in the world. or They can even put time limits. Mm. They can do all kinds of things with it. So it's kind of nice because my worry after I was there for a while was that Brendan, being the oldest um, of four, was going to feel left out. So I wanted him to have a way to contact me without me having to call his mom's cell phone. So <laughs> this is what worked out. I mean, it, still sometimes they all call and or he'll go into the other kid's room, say, hey, Nani's on the phone. They call me Nani. Mm. But it's, I love it. I love technology in that for that reason, to be able to talk to people and look at them. And you can do, we can read stories to them. You can do all kinds of things, play games. 
Well, that's the good part about technology. So definitely we're living in a great age right now for that reason. Right. Right. I think it's helped a lot, especially with this COVID. I know there's a lot of people that um, don't have that technology that are older that we have seen. Um, but for the ones that have families and kids and they already had computers and things, um, it's been so much better for them, I believe, than it would have been, been in a different time. I do, too, because I think loneliness it would kill them if the COVID didn't, you know, right. just being isolated. Right. And it's it's a struggle. Even for Brendan, who was homeschooled, originally he had outside activities that all got canceled. So now he's homeschooled and no friends because <laughs> all is out <laughs> So that was hard. Now, they did open up this pre- preschool for the second age. And I know in Austin they opened up. Uh, the kids are back in school, at least part-time. I don't know if they all are, but at least the bigger kids are. Well, we're still trying to plan returning to work. And I'm happy being home, but I do miss the interaction, you know, with other people in an office. Right. Well, I always worked from home my whole life, except for five years at Northrop Grumman. But so I don't think I would miss that too much. I like <laughs> I like privacy. We like this because I can be private in the RV and Scooter can go see all the neighbors he wants because he's the social guy. <laughs> he's the social one, huh? Yeah. He goes and finds his friends and then I join him later. <laughs> <laughs> well, on this podcast, we always provide opportunities to recognize and celebrate birthdays with our listeners by offering a fun story or fun birthday trivia. Tell us about your most fun or interesting birthday. Um, I used to go on a cruise every year with my birthday. Um, My husband, years ago that had passed, he had the same birthday. And we went on a cruise every year. And I loved those. We did it for like 20 years. Wow. Well, what do you do for your birthdays now? Um, I hide. No, this time I just... (laughs) You hide. I'm not a big celebrator of my birthday. I would rather celebrate everyone else's birthday. <laughs> um, my grandmother used to lie about her age. She even lied on it on her marriage certificate. So I kind of go along with that. I don't tell people my age. Um, it's getting a little more obvious now that my kids are getting older. But <laughs> I hide from my birthdays. I know you like to celebrate. And we're celebrating getting older. I don't. I just, I just like to pretend I'm still 39. Well, you could tell us that you're still 39. You can definitely pass for 39. I don't Uh, think so. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you could try to pass and won't look ridiculous like some other people that might try. (laughs) No. My husband, I'm sure that I'm happy on my birthday. He does a great job. So, um, people, I have a lot of great friends. I, I have a great time. I don't know. We do different things depending on where we are. Well, it is kind of hard to tell people. I have seven grandchildren, but I'm 39. Yeah, I know. They're impressed, but then they're thinking, well, what was she doing as an adolescent? Right. (laughs) Yeah, and then when I tell them that I didn't even have my first child until I was 25, um, they're like trying to do the math. It wasn't working, so. (laughs) Keep messing with them. We'll see how good they are at math. Just let them play around. Well, Jerry Jean, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. But before, go ahead. 
I was just saying thank you. Before we close, one more round of something. Please leave us with a few words of wisdom to help us live happy. Hmm, something to do. Something you enjoy. You know, that's honestly, you can't just retire and do nothing. You have to find something you enjoy. We have gotten here because um, we're doing different things now. We've gotten involved in the BFW and have met new friends through them. Um, We, you know, I have my little side color street thing that I like to do, but I don't work hard, hard at it. I just like it. It's fun. Um, my husband loves to dive. He would love more than anything to get back down to the keys in the summer and teach diving. So just something that you love and don't just stop. Retiring's not stopping. It's keeping going and keep learning. I love to learn things. I do learning classes all the time. I agree. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate your time. And now go and enjoy your evening with Scooter and Carly. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Today's program was brought to you by Replay Fitness, Inc., helping women age 50 and older to retire happy and feel good again. Please send your emails to info at replayfitnessinc.com to join our waitlist and be informed when new sessions are open. If you are already subscribed to the Cup of Glow podcast, thank you. If you haven't subscribed already, please subscribe so you will be notified when new episodes have been posted. Until next time, this has been the Cup of Glow podcast with Gloria Darling, your sassy 60s milestone diva. It's about a decade and not a day.